Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Doing great, Matt. How are you? I'm great. Loving life. It's going great. All right, episode 137, you and I were talking offline. Not all revenue is the same. Not all revenue is the same. We've had this discussion before. I've had it with many people, but I want to take a twist on that. Not all revenue is the same. Combine it with that 80-20 rule we've talked about. Pareto principle, I think is what they call it. Yeah. And, th and that says your top 20% uh, of your clients are probably 80% of your revenue. Your top 20% of clients are probably 80% of your profit. The reverse of that, your pain in the butt is usually the bottom 20% cause 80% of all the problems. But we're just going with the top part, right? 80% of your revenues is probably coming from the top 20% of your clients. Not all revenue is the same. So I wanna start with that concept of not all revenue is the same. And what do we mean by that? And how can we take a look at it in our own business, right? So when I say that, what do you think of? Well, when we were, we were just talking before this, how um, even tax ramifications are a part of your revenue calculations. Not yes. all revenue is the same. Um, if you're a house flipper and you flip houses in under a year, it puts you in a higher tax bracket than somebody who yes. keeps a property for uh, one year and one day. So yes. there's, you know, there, there, that's why not all revenue is the same because it's not just, it's not just who the client is. It's also, um, the, the, you know, you could say how much you make per hour off each. Client. That's what I was going to say. I, let's throw in that. I like to throw in, you know, a revenue per hour, right? There are some, uh, really easy, whatever business you're in, there's some stuff that's like really no brainer. It's easy. Hey, let's just do this. It's not a lot of money, but let's just do it. So there's this concept you can take revenue per hour. How much revenue per hour? So I got personal injury lawyers, right? And so they talk about automobile accidents, right? And and they're different levels, right? There's a $25,000 accident. There's a $15,000. There's a $50,000. There's a $100,000. There's a $500,000. And there's a million. So they have different levels of what a car accident is worth. I don't mean to, to belittle it, you know, but it's just the, the numbers game, right? But a lot of it is a, a, a lot of the $25,000 accidents are really easy, right? There, I bumped into the back of you, you got a little whiplash, there's not a lot of blood, not a lot of damage. We can get this settled for no big deal for 25,000 bucks. Boom, doesn't take me a lot of time. It's not glamorous, it's not sexy as the, let's do the Ford Explorer rollover, that'll be a giant class action. Yeah. Right. There, there's the great parallel. Right. That sounds so awesome. I want to have the, the the Ford Bronco, the Ford Explorer rollover case because it's the billion dollar case. But then if you look at the revenue per hour, how many years or how long is that going to take? Yeah. If and if you're not successful, did you waste all that time? Whereas these little twenty five thousand dollar ones, bang, bang, bang. I know I can knock them out. They don't take a lot of time. Right. So you got to throw a concept in there on revenue per hour, or I'll even say gross margin per hour. But you might say instead of per hour, per pain in the ass factor, right? Yeah. yeah. Commercial versus residential, right? Uh, if you own re real estate, I got a client, you own a bunch of apartments, uh, that's a hundred different tenants, right? You have an industrial warehouse space. That's one, two, three, four clients. You know, it's funny you say that. So my wife and I were uh, walking through, uh, my daughter just moved out of an apartment and uh, we're putting uh, her stuff in uh, mini storage while she uh, while she's trying to find her next place. Well, 
the amazing part is, is that this uh, mini storage place was spotless. And as I was walking through with my wife, I said, now look at this. Not a single tenant do they have to deal with. They are not dealing with any moratorium uh, on the evictions and all of that. This is a different type of tenant. And so not all revenue is the same because right. they're in the real estate business. They're still selling square footage. They're technically renting square footage, but it's different from that hundred unit apartment building because if you own a hundred unit apartment building in New York city right now, or in the state of New York, and you can't evict anybody and you have no revenue coming in, coming in, all of a sudden your whole business is very different. Not all revenue is the same. And that's what this is. This, so what, what we're trying to, you know, one of the things that I always look to is where can you position yourself to have the, the highest amount of revenue with the least amount of pain to you? Yes. Um, and the most likable customers and clients um, and and then where should you focus your energies in that area, right? We're yeah, that, you're right on track. So so that leads into how would we do this? So here's what I would tell you all to do today. Here's how I would start would be to take your clients, your customers, however you want to say that, and divide them into four different groups, right? So just by who are the top 25%, right? The top quarter, they call it a quartile, top 25, middle the bottom, right? And let's just do a revenue number, right? My bottom 25% of my clients, customers, how much revenue? You know, my top 25% of clients, that top quartile, how much revenue? And you'll be able to see it on a piece of paper, what that looks like. And you'll be like, oh my goodness, typically the, the, uh, the top 25 are spending four times as much money, right? So you sell something worth $1,000. So the, these guys down here on the bottom, are buying one product for a thousand bucks. Typically the guys in the top are buying four, four times that, $4,000 more stuff. So that's what I would tell you to do. Take your customer list and divide it into groups of four and do a revenue. Who are the top 25%, the top quartile? What's the revenue per customer up there? Yeah, actually you just do total revenue. What's the total revenue of that group versus the total revenue of the bottom group? And then you can do it revenue per client, right? Take the total revenue divided by the 25 clients. You have 100 clients, the top 25 clients, what's the revenue? Now we know the total revenue for that group. And then we can say revenue per client by taking that revenue divided by 25. And now we got some numbers that we know that's our 80-20 rule. Those top, I went a little further, top 25% of that top quartile, you're going to see on that piece of paper how much more profitable they are, how much more revenue you can do gross margin. I'm trying to keep it simple for you, right? Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, whether you're a landscaper, whether you're a painter uh, or, an, or a general contractor, you know, you've got different types of clients. And, okay, a general contractor doing remodeling is probably um, working a lot harder on a per-client basis than the general contractor who's building a, a bridge. Um, it, I mean, you know, they're both general yeah, contractors. You make a great point. So go to the general contractor. You could divide your jobs into redoing the kitchen, redoing the bathroom, and redoing the basement. Let's just yeah. say that. I'm a general contractor. And now I can see which one of those groups is more profitable, right? Is it more profitable for me to do a kitchen? Is it more profitable for me to do a basement? Is it more profitable for me to do the master bath, right? How much revenue is that? I like profit. So then I would tell you to go one step further and figure out the profitability of this. And then if you're a general contractor, that gets to the second point. You might just focus on 
kitchen renovations because that's where I make the most money with the least amount of effort. Our, our point gets into the, the last part of this is what we were talking about before we got online is you might not want the top 1%. Hey, I want the guy that's doing the $200,000 kitchen renovation versus the $25,000 kitchen renovation. Here's a great live example, okay? You might, but, but now we're talking about revenue per hour or profit per hour. The guy doing a $200,000 kitchen renovation might be a pain in the butt, right? He's or his wife expect, might be. Or his wife. They're going to expect a lot more out of you than the $25,000, $50,000 kitchen renovation. Just think of that in terms, right? What's the $200,000? It's, it's the top of the line everything, right? What's the twenty-five dollars to $50,000? It's, you know, B plus, A minus type stuff. So it might be they're easier to deal with. Hey, I can do four of these and, and have less headache than one of the $200,000. And right? you know, it's, it's funny on this, on this very subject, and I've, I've talked, like I have family and friends who are in, in the business, in construction, and right. they, they like these big jobs, but they all run into um, the end of the job, the hoops to get the final payment. <laughs> and that's usually when the profit is made. And yes. so that's why we're taking you through this exercise because, you know, everybody wants that big home run. And sometimes it's the doubles and triples that really yes. wealth. It's We're not saying it's just a base hit. Base hit, put food on the table, but it's those doubles and triples all day long. But that the home runs aren't always a home run when you when you build it down to dollars and cents, how much time, energy, you know, and did you spend 80% of your time to get that big job done? <laughs> just because it seemed like you were making more money, but when you calculated it hourly, and I hate talking hourly. I know, I do too, but it's, we gotta have something, yeah, yeah. But hours There's... for dollars, if you are trading hours for dollars, the least thing you wanna do, or you, the most thing you wanna do is make the most per hour, no matter what you're trading your time for. Yeah, and so what we're talking about getting is, who's your most efficient customer? Who's your most efficient client? Who's your most, revenue per hour client, your most profitable per hour client, right? Another example is I work with a lot of uh, investment advisors, investment advisors. So everybody in the investment advisor business wants, I want big clients. I want 1 million, 5 million, 10 million, $50 million clients, right? But the same concept can be applied to there. It could be, yeah, you'd love to have a $50 million client. Sounds great. You're an investment advisor, right? Yeah. But that guy is going to expect a lot of you. That's probably family and a whole group of people. And it's maybe not one decision maker. It's a family meeting with, you know, the dad and the spouse and the, and the siblings because it's a family wealth situation. So now there's a lot more demanded of your time versus a, I'm just using million dollar client, right? That it's three lunches a year and two phone calls, right? That there is a, profitability per hour, that it's a lot easier to have these uh, middle of, again, it sounds bad, these, I'd rather have million dollar, $2 million, $3 million clients than a $50 million clients because the $50 million client is a pain in the butt or can be a pain in the butt, right? Versus the one, two, threes are really easy and simple, right? Uh, I, that's a poor analogy and just one that I, I deal with. I know it, so. It's not a poor analogy because there's, I mean, I'm not in the financial services business. So, but you could look at it this way. The $50 million client, um, 
they have $50 million, number one, because they know, they understand money and how to make money. So now you're, let's say you're their vendor. You're helping them manage their money. Well, they certainly know what it costs to manage money. They know all the expenses. So every time, you know, they, they might look a little closer and say, wait, what, why am I, what's this fee? What's this fee? Or, be, or they have an accountant who literally sits there and looks at it all the time. Yeah, it's not even that. It's more just the time they want and the expectations they have, right? I'm really, really important. I should get all your time, right? And it's not like, well, you're not, anyway. Another example, I have a real estate uh, contractor, construction, right? And so different lines of business. He'll, he'll do some government projects. Again, sound great. They're bigger, right? He'll do some little build-outs. You have somebody moving into new office space. They need a little build-out, Right. Uh, new construction, upgrade existing properties because somebody bought it to flip, all right? These are different categories. Let's just use those four as an example. And, and I made him go through the same exercise because profitability per hour is what we ended up doing. The government jobs sound like they're the most profitable, but like you just mentioned, they were pain in the butt to get the final payment. There's so many hoops you have to jump through to get the approvals, to get anything done that it might be a six month lag between the project's finished and it gets paid. The little small uh, build outs, the real estate uh, company that he works with has that money cash in escrow. <laughs> so they just pay it immediately when the job's done, right? It's like immediately they'll pay it as, it, as it's being built out, yeah. right? Even the, the rehab guys, the rehab projects that he works on, Typically, the rehabber already has the money, like right, because he bought the property and he borrowed or has enough equity to, to do the rehab before he. That money's quick pay, right? So in their example, it was not all revenue is the same because this government takes a lot more to get it and a lot longer. These guys already have the money in escrow and are ready to pay me. So I'd rather have more jobs of these because it's less headache. Plus, I'm only dealing with one person. I'm not jumping through hoops for the government. And it was like on a profitability. And the best was when he did it himself. Right when he bought his own piece of property and he renovated his own property, that's the most revenue per hour or profit per hour. Because if he owns the property and manages it himself, that's the that's the best, right? So I made him rank him best to worst. So you know, for somebody watching or listening, why are you doing this? Well, ultimately, because you want to determine who is yes. the ideal client for your business. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's why you're doing this. That's why you take this exercise is because as you grow, remember, we, Matt and I always talk about how we talk about a business worth owning, not yep. a business you work for, but a business worth owning. Well, a business worth owning is one in which you have profitable clients that don't take all your time. I, I, you can't say it any other way. Right, uh, right. They're worth spending time with too. That's the other side of it is, they're, they're not the, I'm going to use an example of when, when I was in the manufacturing business, we used to have a vendor who used to always say, you're our second largest customer in our entire company. And, and I tell the rep, I, I'm like, Mike, why would you say that to me? And, and I don't care about being second. That had nothing to do with the other company was massive. So, but why would you tell me that? He goes, cause we're, you know, we really like doing business with you and blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, but it puts you guys on your heels. If I'm your, you know, if I'm buying from you and you're telling me I'm your second largest customer, 
I'm, don't you think I'm going to push the envelope when it comes to <laughs> I have higher money? expectations. Yeah. Why, why would you even tell me that? I'm saying from your benefit, not mine. So yeah. when your client, when you do have those big clients, um, you want to treat them nice, like you would, should treat all your clients. But at the same time, you probably don't want to be telling people, hey, you're my best <laughs> client, because all of a sudden there's expectations that change. Yeah. But let's go back to literally you were leading into, I thought this is where you're going. This is where I was going with that would be, when you do this exercise, take your clients, divide them into four revenue per top group, you will probably identify a target audience, a target group, which then helps what? The million dollar message, our market dominating position, our target market, right? Because our target market is probably that, that top 20%, that top 25% of your customers. And that's when you get the market dominating position, the million dollar message that appeals to those people, the irresistible offer that appeals to those people, you're now attracting more of the type of clients you want, right? right? So, so it comes full circle to our little, you know, how do you get more leads? How do you get more conversions? Well, we got a target market, we got a million dollar message and we got an irresistible offer. When I know who my target audience is, just by doing this analysis, take all your customers, divide them into groups of four, the revenue for the top group, revenue for the middle group, the bottom group. Now we know the revenue per quartile, that's 25%. And then we could say, what do those top 25 have in common? And how do I get more of them? Why do they work with me? What, what's my million dollar message? What's my irresistible offer that I get more of them to work with? Can I get those guys to buy more from me, yeah. right? Um, everything from the dental practice, right? That there's certain types of implants or crowns that are your most profitable, that are your dollar per, per hour production. I wanna get more crowns, I wanna get more implants, right? How do we get more of those? Now our marketing needs to change. We don't want, hey, the discount on the, on the, on the teeth cleaning and you know, that's not the ads we wanna run. We wanna run ads on implants. We wanna run ads on crowns because that's our target market. That's a more profitable segment, right? And you know, and it's funny you talk about focus. this. You can see it right now in the dental world. What they're offering is these uh, uh, implants and you like six of them? Yes. Okay, so Bridge. apparently the, they, the dental industry has done this and said, we don't make as much per hour on a, if we do all dental implants on the whole mouth, that takes an enormous amount of time. So they said, well, we can do these dental bridges, which is great for our, our customers because <laughs> right. we make more. So, I mean, you can see it because the great advertising point. is everywhere now and those prices are starting to come down substantially on the uh, whatever, I don't know what it's called, but I see the ads everywhere um, now. Well, so I'm dealing with a dentist right now and I won't say locations and stuff. That's their ideal is the, the, that ad that you're seeing is a national big dental practice. So his play on that is, do you want a second opinion? <laughs> right, right? So you're going to see the ad for XYZ, the big, the big company, and his marketing is, do you want a second opinion? Right? That is, how genius is that? He's playing off of their own marketing. I am the second opinion of that, right? I, I might do it. And again, I'm not saying he might do some of it. He might do a piece of it. He might say you need more than that. He might say you need less than that. He might say, yeah, they're exactly right but he's playing off of their million dollar message. Their million dollar message, they figured it out, right? These bridges, that's what they're doing, the partials, implants. And 
He's just saying, yeah, you want, you've probably seen that commercial for XYZ. You want a second opinion? That's what I'm here for. That's good. That's a great way to you know, play off your customer's marketing. They talk about that all the time, on, um, um, especially on, on digital marketing, right? Is who's the, you know a lot about that. Well, they, yeah, they say um, you want to model what's working in the marketplace. Yeah. Well, yeah. so, you know, I can hear people like, if, if you're listening to this right now going, yeah, but I don't have time for all that. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, and, and I can right. hear it. I, I know I hear so many entrepreneurs. I'm so busy. I don't have time for that. Well, are you busy doing um, what's urgent or are you busy doing what's important? And, and this is the 80, 20 rule again, yeah, absolutely. that we, we spend a lot of our time doing what's urgent in business and that, and that sucks up your time because it's urgent right now. But what this is what's important is it, it's growing your business in a calculated way so yes. that when you get to a size, you're super profitable. This show is called Profitability MD. The MD of course, course is Matt and Dave, but it's all about profitability. And yep. if you're gonna grow, take the time to grow a business, you've got to take the time to say, this is important because what's important is profitability, not just today, down the road. And, and down the road is when you want to be able to own the business without working for the business. Yeah, and the only way exactly. you're going to be able to do that is to have non-labor intensive clients and customers. Yeah, exactly right. So, so this we're talking about is not all revenue is the same. It is not all the same. Here's the exercise we're telling you to do today. Sort your customers from highest to lowest value, right? Then divide those into quartiles, four different groups, right? And so now we'll be able to see the total revenue for that your top 25% of clients. When we see the total revenue of that, I'd tell you to go one more and say revenue per client. But even in that top quartile, the top 25%, we're now trying to say, who's the biggest bang for my buck? Focus on value per, per unit of time. How easy is that, right? It might be in that top group. There's this middle group inside of there that are ideal that are the sweet bread and butter, right? That are the, the, the car wrecks that are the 25,000, that are the investment advisors that are the one to $3 million clients, that are the dentist, you know, fixing the crown or partial bridge, right? There might be a piece of that and it might be residential in one neighborhood more profitable for landscaping than having it, you know, a commercial landscaping product, right? So, that's what we're telling you to do. Sort your customers, highest value to lowest value. Then divide them into four different groups. That's called quartiles. Then I want you to say, what's the revenue for that total quartile? You'll be amazed. The revenue is probably four times as much as the top as the, versus the bottom. So you could even say, what's the revenue per client up there? But what I'll really ask you to do is, what's the, what's the value per unit of time? How much, who is the easiest in this group? So we're now looking at this top group. Who are my favorite of these top group? They're fun. They're easy to deal with. They don't take that much time. They're really, really sweet. And from that, we're going to focus on those. That's our target market. And that's how we become a hyper profitable business by building a million dollar message. Go back to now, we're back to our basics. Now we build our million dollar message, our market dominated position. Now we'd come up with an irresistible offer to appeal to those bread and butter. It's, it's probably not, I'm telling you right now, it's probably not the top 1% of your client book. It's probably that next group down that are the, that are the sweet spot, right? It's the kitchen renovation, not the, the basement. Or maybe it is the basement. I don't, I don't know, right? But there's a sweet spot that's going to be probably not what you think it is if you run through the numbers.
Now, why do we do all this? This is what Dave and I do, right? We help people uh, build the business of their dreams, the profitability of their dreams, right? That's what our mastermind group is all about. That's what our profit acceleration session is all about, is that we can find any business owner $50,000, $75,000, $100,000 in their business without spending a dollar more in advertising and marketing. That's called our profit, ability, profit, ability, profit acceleration session. You want one of those, reach out to Matt or Dave. Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. These are the things we do in our mastermind group, right? Our mastermind group, we're talking about having you hyper-profitable growth, hyper-profitability service business, right? These are the ways we do that. These are what we talk about in our mastermind group. You want to be a part of that? Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. Because you can't just do this willy-nilly, right? You deserve, you're probably frustrated, you're probably confused, you're probably overwhelmed. This is who we see, this is who calls us, this is who comes to see us, right? They got a good business, but I'm not making as much as I have. I, I think I should be. I got a great business, but I'm working my tail off. I got a great business, but, right? There's but. something that's, but, right. I got a great business, but it's a pain in the butt, right? You want to, we have the solution, three things to be successful, right? Commitment, a roadmap, and a support group. We've got the roadmap and the support group. That's what our mastermind is. That's what our coaching is. The commitment is you. Do you want to have a hyper-profitable service business, right? We know how to do that. We got the roadmap. We got the support group. These are the things you got to look at. Divide your group, your customers, high to low. Take the top 25%. Now we're examining them. Who's the most profitable, valuable for time? Who are the ones I like to build? And that's our new target market. Anyway, this is what we do. We love it. Reach out to Matt, ProfitabilityMD.com, David, ProfitabilityMD.com, our YouTube channel, ProfitabilityMD, our website, ProfitabilityMD.com, obviously our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Dave, I, I got talking. I'm sorry. I went on a roll. Oh, it's a great show today. I'm glad you, glad you covered all that. It was fun, man. And this is, I mean, this is really enlightening when you really think about the profitability of each customer and who's, I like to say, the biggest bang for my buck. One of the ways to get rid of your pain in the butt clients. It will change your business long term. Yes. When you do Hyper profitable. That's it. So. All right, man. Good stuff. Coming. See you. Bye. Bye.